when the night is dark and the moon is bright, I shall turn into a bat and make you laugh tonight. You're listening to the totally useless information podcast, Halloween special. And now, introducing Dingbat number one and Dingbat number two, Nick and Paul. Oh my god. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> we're here. Yes, we're here whether you like it or not. Hey, welcome to the Halloween special of the Totally Useless Information podcast. I'm Nick and I'm Roy and look behind you. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's you and you're 1500 miles away. How did you do that? As the as Dracula introduced us as Dingbat number 1 and Dingbat number 2. Thank you for that, I think. So we're going to provide you with all kinds of uh, Halloween-type stuff. So when you're at a, your Halloween party this weekend or whenever, this is the information you bring to the party, and you will be the hit of the party, guaranteed, or your money back. That's right. That's right. And you're probably dressed up. Well, some people dress up uh, just for fun in the evenings. Uh, well, we'll get to that in another time. Let's get right into it, Nick. In the movie Halloween, which is a very popular Halloween movie, their budget was so tight that they used a William Shatner mask, William Shatner from Star Trek. They purchased the mask in a party store because it was the cheapest mask they could find. And wow. that's the mask that the guy is wearing. It's a William Shatner mask. He's a scary bastard anyway, isn't he? He is Canadian. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you have it. So pumpkins, scientists have believed that pumpkins originated in North America about 9,000 years ago. But the oldest pumpkin seeds have been found in Mexico and date back to somewhere between 7,000 and 5550 BC. So they found the seeds in Mexico, but they assembled them in America, kind of like the free trade agreement. Yeah, they probably smuggled them over the wall. Back then, they used to go the other way. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they had smashing pumpkins. Yes, that's a great group. Listen, yeah. the first jack-o'-lantern pumpkin right the first jack-o-lantern was made not from pumpkins but from turnips the first jack-o-lantern was not a pumpkin it was a turnip oh my gourd <laughs> oh my god <laughs> you have to say that like uh, like uh, mrs howell oh my god <laughs> no don't don't uh, do that <laughs> okay. uh, the word <laughs> the word pumpkin pumpkin originates from peapon which means large melon in Greek. It evolved from pompon in French and pumpion in Britain. The Americans later changed it to pumpkin, and that's how we use it today. There are 45 different varieties of pumpkins. They range in color from red, yellow, green, and they're technically a fruit. Ah, yeah, cool. Kind of like the word tetas, which means well-formed melons. No, again, that's not true. <laughs> Listen, Halloween, that we all know and love, <laughs> is the second most grossing commercial holiday 
economically, of course, but second only to Christmas. So Halloween, all those candy sales and all those costume sales and everything we do, putting stuff out on our lawns, and that is the second largest grossing holiday of all, Halloween. That's gross. Uh, candy corn. You all love the candy corns. We got them in, in our uh, trick-or-treat bags over the years. I love candy well, corn. Now I'm diabetic. I can't have it. Well, it's okay because uh, some think that they taste like chicken feed. And that originally, before they were named candy corn, they were named chicken feed. It was created in 1880 by George Renninger and was sold to the confectionery company, now Jelly Belly Company. Jelly Belly Company. What a great name for a jelly bean company. Okay. Jelly Belly. At the turn of the century. So because corn is what was used to feed the chickens, the creation was called chicken feed, and the box was marked with a colorful rooster. But the nut chicken feed, it's candy corn. Wow. Cool. The word witch comes from an old English term, visi, which means wise woman, visi. That's where the term witch comes from. That's odd to me. Where did the word witch comes from the old English term visi? And witches were originally respected because they were wise women. The visi was a wise, respected woman. So the witch was not originally a term that was um, a bad thing to say. It was actually a respectful thing to say. Well, when you look like that, you respect them anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, Halloween folklore is full of fortune-telling and magic. An old English folklore about Halloween is full of superstition and fortune-telling, like bobbing for apples or avoiding black cats. But one piece of folklore says that if a young unmarried person walks down the stairs backwards at midnight while holding a mirror, the face that appears in the mirror will be her next lover. These people, of course, are all dead now because they fell down the stairs and shattered the mirror and cut themselves to death. Good, those bastards. Folks, we, this is not normally the way the show goes. This is our Halloween special, but we always like to thank everybody for sending in the emails and for subscribing, of course, on YouTube or the different platforms that we come out on now. So this show has really become amazing. Thank you again. Samahinophobia. Samahinophobia. What is that? It is not the fear of hitting the subscribe button on the YouTube channel. <laughs> yes. It is the fear of Halloween. Samahinophobia. Oh, that's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. While on Halloween, the average American eats 3.4 pounds of Halloween candy. <laughs> that is the same. That's the same amount. That's the same weight of a small chihuahua. In a Halloween costume, of course. And in Mexico, they eat small chihuahuas. <laughs> <laughs> I got to lay off the Mexicans. They're good people. <laughs> I like Mexican people. <laughs> so continuing with the sugar rush. Now, because you're diabetic, I'll go easy on this one, okay? Uh, Trick-or-treating can be deliciously a successful endeavor. Kids can consume up to 7,000 calories on Halloween. 7,000 calories. Just wow. to give you an idea, in order for you to consume 7,000 calories in candy, you have to eat 66 bananas to consume 77,000 calories. Could you imagine saying that to a kid, too? He'd be like, who the hell wants the bananas? Give me the, give me the damn bag of candy. <laughs> Owls are a popular Halloween image, as we know, but they're much more popular in Europe. Owls were thought to be witches, and if you heard an owl cry... It meant that someone was about to die. Who? 
you say? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> Who's on the tree? Who's on first? Mm. Um, so here's another phobia for you. The fear of chickens. Electrophobia is the fear of chickens. Androphobia is the fear of men. Gynophobia is the fear of women. And of course, gamophobia is the fear of marriage. So gamophobia is the fear of marriage? Yes. I've been suffering from that. No, no, no. As I'm married 35 years, I can say whatever the hell I want. Fear of your wife, that's what that is. Yeah. According to Irish legend, the jack-o'-lanterns are named after a stingy man named Jack who tricked the devil several times and he was forbidden to enter heaven or hell. He was condemned to walk the earth for eternity waving his lantern, which I, I know that this is the folklore, but why the hell wasn't Jack allowed in heaven? It cost too much. I mean, he tricked the devil. You think that God, God's a cynical guy sometimes. He's like, you know that stingy Jack? <laughs> uh, try wearing your clothes inside out and walking backwards on Halloween. According to traditions, this will make sure you will see a witch at night. You're listening to the Halloween special of the Totally Useless Information Podcast. I'm Nick. And I'm Roy. And I'm going to actually... Trish from Minnesota sent us a mailbag thing, and I wanted to do it on this Halloween. Oh, scary. What's in the mail? Ooh, Ooh what is in the scary mailbag? Trish from Minnesota. <laughs> Get out of our mailbag, Trish. What's the largest pumpkin, she says. What is the largest pumpkin ever? Well, I looked it up. I scoured the internet and found, not only did I find it, but I found who actually grew it. His name is Norm Craven. Norm. He, yes, Norm. He grew the largest pumpkin on record. In 1993, it was 836 pounds, or five pounds shy of Norm's wife. Again, oh my gourd. <laughs> that's a lot of chihuahuas <laughs> so there you go trish <laughs> Here, thank you trish thanks very much and for anyone else who'd like to email us it's simple tuipodcast at outlook.com here are some more phobias venus trophobia venus trophobia fear of beautiful women and of oh. course we also remember arachnophobia the fear of spiders uh, the fear of ugliness, cacophobia, no comment. And, of course, it goes hand in hand, <laughs> catatrophobia, the fear of mirrors. Catatrophobia is the fear of mirrors. Yes, especially if you're ugly. I know. You break the damn thing. <laughs> Stephen, <laughs> Stephen Clark holds the record for the fastest pumpkin carving. Now, he had to carve a, a mouth, a nose, eyes, you know, the whole bit. He did it in 24.3 seconds, smashing, no pun intended, his previous record of 54.72 seconds. So the man not only had the record, but he smashed the record by doing it in half the time. Good He's for a, him. Congratulations. I'll tell you him? the truth. I, I, I put in for, uh, you know, Stephen Clark Day, uh, a holiday for all. 
Yes. <laughs> Sign the petition at typodcast.outlook.com. So Dracula, of course, you know, and, and vampires are staples in the uh, Halloween holiday, as we're celebrating. On the Totally Useless Information podcast, this is the Halloween special. So Dracula, was his original name was Count Wamper, but they changed the name because apparently the author, Bram Stoker, had a nightmare. And so the, the character and the scary character Dracula became inspired from his nightmare. Now, here's another interesting thing about how we got the name. Draculin, D-R-A-C-U-L-I-N, is a glycoprotein found in the saliva of vampire bats. So it actually functions as an anticoagulant, thus keeping the blood of the bitten victim from clotting while the bat is drinking. So that's where the name Dracula comes from, from the, the protein that's in the vampire bat Draculin. He drank the blood. <laughs> Trick or treat started when the ancient Celtics put out treats for the spirits during the festival that marked the end of the Celtic calendar and the beginning of a new year. So they started it by putting out treats for the spirits. And then these nasty little kids came along and ate 7,000 calories worth of it. Happy New Year. <laughs> While all the adults are drunk. Happy New Year. Uh, by the way, speaking of uh, New Year's, we will have special broadcasts of the Totally Useless Information Podcast coming your way. So stay tuned to our um, our Facebook page, and also we will send you more information on that as the time becomes available. But we will tell you we have more specialty programs coming your way. Now, there's an actual Transylvania, and there's a castle in Transylvania, mm -hmm. in Romania. And an Airbnb ran a contest in 2016. And they ran a contest where two people can stay in the Brand Castle in Romania, also known as Dracula's Castle. And the global competition has prospective winners write a short passage in what they would say if they came face-to-face -face or face-to-fang with Count Dracula. Well, the winners were a brother and sister from Ottawa, Ontario. A couple of Canadians won the contest. They won by writing about their grandfather, who was the, quote, world's leading expert in gothic literature and was considered to be an expert in dracula end quote they won the contest they got to spend a couple of nights in the in dracula's castle in romania it was called the b and b the boiling cauldron of blood <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey listen souling is the medieval christian version and the precursor 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 Wow, that was that was hard. <laughs> After a few Jack Daniels, everything's hard. That was the precursor to trick-or-treating or the hollow mass, November 1st. The poor, this is called souling, the poor would go door-to-door -door offering prayers to the dead in exchange for food. So they'd go from door-to-door, -door, they'd say prayers for the dead in exchange for food. Or... Basically, the people would just say, here, take this and get away from my door. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> Here's some more phobias on this Halloween special edition of the Totally Useless Information podcast. If you're suffering from glossophobia, that's the fear of speaking in public. Ooh. If you suffer from phobophobia, that's the fear of phobias. <laughs> This is something I think we suffered from, fear of school, scolionphobia. 
scoliophobia, and this one keeps me up at night. Somniophobia, the fear of sleep. Wow. There's one more. Arithmophobia, it's the fear of numbers. Arithmophobia, the fear of numbers. Now, how many people suffer from this? I don't know, because those people who discovered it have it, and they couldn't give me a number. Arithmophobia is the only one that counts. <laughs> Dracula. <laughs> I do this for you Canadians because somebody has to. The first known, <laughs> the first known printed mention of trick or treat is credited in 1927 to you Canadians. It was in a publication in Blackie, Alberta, Canada, and so. Thank you, Canadians, for forcing us all to buy loads of candy, spending money, and killing our children. <laughs> As a kid, did you ever eat Count Chocula? I love the Count Chocula and the Frankenberries. And Boo Betty cereals. Well, let's go back to the 1970s with these commercials. Glorious day. And the complete breakfast with Boo Berry. Huh? Into the waves, Boo. <laughs> Frankenberry has strawberry flavored sweeties. Count Chocula has chocolate sweeties. <laughs> and blueberry. <laughs> and here are the mini monsters. Five monsters in all. You can trade them with friends and put on a show. One mini monster in specially marked boxes of the monster cereals. I used to love the toys and the cereals. Boy, we were gullible, weren't we? <laughs> were. Now, I remember loving the Count Chocula because you'd eat um, the cereal, and after a while, the milk became chocolate milk. Yeah, I know, but now the kids, you can't do that anymore because the kids will be like, Mommy, this doesn't have eight stars on Yelp. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Which, by the way, you can give us four, uh, five stars on Yelp. No, no. <laughs> Just Yelp. Um Oh, Count Chocula actually had a name. It's Count Alfred Chocula. Oh. And because of its ingredients, you sounded so scary when you said that. Oh. <laughs> a Count Chocula cereal is probably gluten-free because its main ingredients are whole grain corn, sugar, cornmeal, marshmallows, corn syrup, canola oil, and salt. So it probably is gluten-free. They don't advertise it as such. But if you're uh, someone who has to eat gluten-free stuff, Conchocula is really healthy for you. Here I am endorsing cereal as a healthy food. I know, like people that are, have gluten problems are going to be like, let's run out and get some Count Chocula. So we could tame our irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> it might be gluten-free, but it's also high in sugar. So while a serving of Count Chocula cereal is three-quarters of a cup or 27 grams for each serving, that means every single spoonful of Count Chocula is 33% sugar by weight. Wow. Wow. That's, you see, this is why I can't have it. You know, the poor animals, you know, I, 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 I really think about them all the time. And Halloween is, is no exception. And the poor cats, the druids would throw cats and they put them first in wicker baskets. That was nice of them, I guess. And then they would proceed to throw the cat into a fire as an offering. Wow. My God. The only good thing about it was they would use the same cat nine times. <laughs> in some early versions of trick-or-treating, men paraded door-to-door -door and boys often followed begging for coins. So um, most of these, most most of these, I lost my page. 
about. Most of these. <laughs> <laughs> He's very crazy. <laughs> I was I was thinking about those poor cats. Uh, most of these early trick or treaters were poor and needed the money, but wealthy children also joined in on the fun. So door to door begging was mostly stopped in the 1930s, but reemerged later in the century to distract kids from pulling Halloween pranks, like throwing baskets of kittens into fires. I Jesus. Guess. Do you know what the actual birthplace of Halloween, the, the actual word Halloween and the actual, it, it, we said before Celtics, the actual birthplace of Halloween is Ireland. They have two things that they've invented, Halloween and hangovers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to the Irish. Please don't write in. <laughs> But when you become sober, tuipodcast at outlook.com. <laughs> What's an Irish six-course meal? I don't know what is an Irish six-course meal. Actually, I blew the joke. It was an Irish seven-course meal. It's a potato and a six-pack of beer. <laughs> so please disregard that joke. We'll edit that out. <laughs> We're keeping that one in. Um, depending on your political point of view, the White House could be haunted. The United States' most famous address had had several reports of ghostly appearances and eerie sounds. No, it's not the president's tweets. Uh, the most common ghost sighting is of Abraham Lincoln, who had been spotted by the First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands, and Sir Winston Churchill. Other paranormal guests include Andrew Jackson, David Burns, and Abigail Adams. So yes, the White House can, can be haunted. Be haunted. Ah, well... Halloween actually had two names that they were bantying about back in the old times, and then eventually it becomes Halloween, but it was first called the Snap Apple Night, and it was also called Summer's End by some very unimaginative, boring people. <laughs> yes. Snap Apple Night, really? Come on. Snap Apple Night. It would have never caught on. No, not at all. Especially <laughs> after Coca-Cola Sunday. Exactly. Uh, every single part of the pumpkin is edible. The skin, the leaves, the flowers, the pulp, the seeds, and the stems. We used to have a neighbor across the way, and, uh, and so she used to grow pumpkins, and she used to take the flowers from the pumpkins and make them in, uh, she would fry them, and they were absolutely delicious. A little bit of salt on them, it was absolutely delicious. Mm, that sounds good. I'm hungry. We do this podcast <laughs> before dinner. One last thing about pumpkins. Uh, they are an excellent source of potassium, vitamin A, and beta-carotene, the powerful antioxidant that gives the orange vegetables their fruit and their color. But pumpkins are 92% water. Wow. 92%. Yes. Wow. That's pretty cool. The ancient Romans got into the act, but they called Halloween the festival the Pomona, or I like the free candy. No, they would celebrate. They would celebrate Halloween, and they their celebration featured something we all know: bobbing for apples and nuts because they would float. Hmm. That's fantastic. I like that one. Yes. So pumpkins and squash were historically important food staples among Native Americans. They would grow the squash along the riverbanks next to the maize and the beans, and it was a planting technique they used called the three sisters method, which allowed the three crops to sustain each other. 
Corn served as a trellis upon which the beans could climb, and the beans were nourished by the sunlight and kept the corn stalks stable on windy days, while also nourishing their soil. The pumpkins sheltered the corn's shallow roots and prevented weeds from taking holes. The three-sister method. You remember the three-sister method, don't you, in high school? <laughs> We're not going there. No, we're not. Let's talk about the English people now. In Protestant England, they wanted to get into the holiday of Halloween because they figured everybody else is having a good time. But the Protestants didn't believe in saints. So they created a holiday. Now, get this. This is the English for you. They called it Guy Fawkes Night to honor the execution of this guy named Guy Fawkes who tried to blow up Parliament in 1605. I guess he wasn't forking around. <laughs> I mean, this, but this is true. It was called the Guy Fawkes Night Festival, and that was the English's Halloween in the 1600s. Well, listen to this. This one I really like. Scottish girls thought they could see an image of their future husband, okay, if they hung a wet sheet in front of the fireplace. And then they would look through that sheet, and then they could see their future husband. And this just in, lots of Scottish girls died in horrific fires. <laughs> That's horrible. I don't mean to laugh at that one. <laughs> and now, and now, wait, I need to just throw this in, Nick. I get on the Mexicans, and there's reasons why. The Mexicans celebrate Dios... De los Muertos, or the Day of the Dead, or the proper translation, tell Trump to go to hell. <laughs> Deus, Deus de la Mortes, November 1st, is actually the Mexican Halloween, and adults hit the costumed children thinking that they're uh, pinatas. No, they don't do that either. I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yes, it was. Well, let's go back to the previous one for a second. So a single woman would hang a wet sheet by the fireplace? Yes. They would th they would hang a wet sheet over the fireplace, look at the fire, look at the fire through the sheet, and see the future husband. Uh, not very smart. No, it wasn't. Although I think what she was looking for someone who was well hung. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, listen, we usually do expressions, right? on this show so yeah. i have one expression because i don't want to let people feel left out and no. it's the word bonfire we all know what a bonfire is and some people think it's barn fire b-a-r-n but it is bon b-o-n bonfire and it was a druid term the druids would would set a big fire up and they would throw the bones of cattle into the fire the bonfire became the word bonfire because they would throw the bones. It was originally called the bone fire and then just was shortened to bonfire. So there's the expression bonfire. So we don't leave people out. But I have one more thing to say, and it is a question for you, Nick, before we end this show. What do you get if you divide the circumference of a jack-o'-lantern by the diameter? I don't know what. You get pumpkin pie. Ha, 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 ha.
It is very scary because it is the end of the show. We have no time left for Totally Useless Information Podcast. On the Halloween special, we have to shut off the porch light now. That's it. We're done. The candy bowl is empty. We are done with the Totally Useless Information Podcast. That, for that. <laughs> what? what? Going so soon? Rats, you and your podcast. I'll get you, my pretties. And your little podcast, too. Bye.